What's up, Yamitators? Uh, this is episode five. Five? Uh, David Dorward. It was awesome. Um, he He's a stand-up comic. He lives up in L.A. He's going to school right now and uh, for screenwriting, and we get into that. And You know, we talk comedy, life, and um, L.A. stuff. And it was good, so listen to it and comment and whatever, and I'll get back to you accordingly. But, um, yeah, Yamatat, you and me in Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. David Dorward, everyone. Also, this will have happened um, when you listen to this, but um, David Dorward's going to be one of the six comics on the New Year's Eve show of our apartment comedy show. I haven't plugged this at all, but um, I've been doing this. Uh, I started an open mic night at um, our apartment, at my roommates in my apartment, and um, the New Year's Eve show is actually going to be at our buddy Jim's house. But anyway, yeah, every Saturday night there is an open mic here at our apartment, our apartment comedy show. You can find it on Facebook. Um, yeah, okay, so... Bye. Enjoy the episode. So I got a, I got a water for you. This is my room. Nice. And there's the hot seat. Very nice. <laughs> oh, so how have you been, man? How's? Uh, been pretty good. How's LA? Just um, same old, same old. Just trying to get up as much as I can. Cool. Did uh, you hit four hundred? Uh, yeah. I'm at, Easily. I'm at like four oh five right now. I would be along faster, but I had finals week for like two weeks, and I had to like work like forty hours at the bookstore on campus each week, so I, it just got too hectic. I had to take like four or five night breaks. Oh yeah, you're going to school up there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's going well. Just trying to get up as many places as I can. What are you going to school for? Uh, screenwriting. So. Have you learned a lot, no or is it? Plan. Well, I finally knocked all the GEs out of the way, so these next three yeah. semesters are going to be, like, just screenwriting classes, so. But have so, you learned a lot, or is it stuff where you're just like, well, I pretty much knew that? I've, you know, at first, it There's was stuff a lot of, I'd already known, but I have learned a lot, definitely. It's probably a lot of, like, um, smash cut to, and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that's when you do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And not just from the screenwriting classes, just, like, we'll take classes on, like, the, like, aesthetics of, like, TV and television and stuff like that. And just, we have, like, a, a classroom that's, like, a movie theater on campus, so we'll, like, watch, like, movies from, like, like your 30s, 40s, and 50s and shit and, like, talk about All that stuff. stuff that's worthless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, half the reason I moved up there was just as a cheap way to move up to L.A. Because financial aid completely pays for my tuition. And then some... Room and board? So, no. Yes. Are you on well, campus? Well, um, I have my own apartment, but I just get whatever excess money there is, and I usually use that towards rent. So half the reason was, uh, you know, just to get up there for cheap. And it is a good film school. I mean, you don't... If you if you want to be a screenwriter, you don't have to go to film school, no. but it's just... It can it can help. Yeah. It can only help. It's not something that's going to hurt. Anything. Yeah. Unless... Unless you have, like, some teacher that's like, this is the way you should do it every time. Mm -hmm. Don't even think of doing it another way. Then you'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust those teachers. Yeah. Or if you're the student that's like, 
super absorbent. You're like, yes, sir, I want to do it that way. I'll never think of anything different. It's then the it can hurt. It's stand-up. Yeah. There's no one way of doing it. No. There's three. <laughs> so pick one. <laughs> pick one and stick with it. Right. Pigeonhole yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how subtle. Thank <laughs> you. Nice. I like that. It's a good trick. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I stole that trick from uh, Mark Marin and Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. They're the king of that. Yeah. There's always that moment where the guest is like, are we recording? Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I decided to just tell you instead of you being like, so are we going to start or... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do some people get to it first or just like, wait, when are we starting? Yeah. Okay. I was patient. Yeah. Tyler Reese. That sounds like Tyler. <laughs> it went like 10 or 15 minutes before before he was like, wait, we're recording right now? Are we recording? <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. He'd always fall for that. That was a good one. Dude, you, did you see the site? You saw it, right? Uh, yeah, I saw that? a little bit of it. This is the... Oh, come on, internet. It's going to be the home page. Oh, see that? I coded all of that. Nice. And this is the podcast page, if it loads up. There it goes. Fancy. Yeah. See, that's the goal, to have it done by then. So then this will be valid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. Are you going to release on, like, weekly or twice a week? or? I think weekly. Okay. Yeah. That's a good number. Yeah, because this will be episode five. This is David Dorward, everyone who's listening. Hello. Welcome to... Stop. You and me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the acronym, too. That's yeah, yeah. Yamatat. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, Yamatat. Yamatat. Um, yeah, man. So, L.A. I'm moving up there in July. Nice. What part of L.A.? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure yet? <laughs> no. I'm think I would like, like, a Silver Lake or Griffith Park or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Nice. Some, like, gentrified area. Could be yeah. expensive, though. Yeah, just checking Craigslist, seeing what's out there. Are you going to move up there with people, or are you going to try to find a roommate up there? Um, I mean, just me or a roommate's fine. Like, whatever's the cheapest. Okay, might go for, like, a studio or something. Yeah. Like, find it. Not, nothing, like, super small. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a lot of crap. Yeah. And I don't want to get rid of a lot of it. Some of it I'm like, okay, I'll have to leave this behind, this behind, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to leave those cabinet things behind, oh, holding man. all the DVDs, I could leave it behind, I guess. It's a pretty big sacrifice. Yeah, but space, you know? Sure. It's a fine There'll frontier. be other cabinets. Don't worry about those. Yeah. I can get cabinets. I can get cinder blocks. Yeah. Because I'm a dude. That's right. I'll do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> cinder blocks and two-by-fours. What? Pl- uh, planks, plywood, plywood. I was yeah. about to say, can we say fuck on here? But no one ever says, no, you can't say fuck. This is a G-rated podcast. You know which one does, actually? Professor Blastoff. Oh, really? But it's because, like, the um, the their researcher is Mormon, and so they're just, like, they, they play it off as a, a joke. They're like, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> Don't. And, um, That's funny. Yeah, it's funny, because I'm Mormon too, but I, I do cuss. You don't cause, say. Because I don't, I don't fucking care. I'm not I'm not hurting anyone. Nice. Yeah. 
No, no one gets hurt. Yeah. Everyone has fun. You know, it's funny about Professor Blastoff. I had a anthropology professor who, um, I wrote something that had to do with stand-up. I tied something in anthropology to, like, the fact that I do stand-up just to make it, like, an easy paper to mm-hmm. write. And at the end of the class, he's like, oh, do you know who Tig Notaro is? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, uh... I've done a couple episodes of her, like, podcast, like, Professor Blastoff or something. Because, like, he, he's, like, they talk to him about evolution and, like, I think language, because he's, like, a linguistic anthropologist. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, small world. And he's like, oh, you should you should let me know when you have some shows coming up. And I emailed him some shows and no response. <laughs> oh, wow. They always say that. He's too busy, these Hollywood time. types. I know. These Hollywood anthropologists. So after doing all these intellectual podcasts. <laughs> plethora of them. Maybe that's a fancy word right there. Yeah, there you go. You learned Probably something today. that on Professor Blastoff. Plethora. The whole episode is on the word plethora. It's the word of the episode. <laughs> Give me a P. Uh, do you have, a, do you have a, gra- a graphic for that or a soundbite? P. Plethora? Yeah. It's okay. I'll put it in. <laughs> we'll dub it in and post. Don't worry about it. It's don't okay. worry, everyone. And by us saying don't worry right now, you will say, what are we not worrying about? Because it's already happened. Exactly. <laughs> but we'll keep this part in. Make it fun and interesting. Make it real. Keep yeah. it real. We don't make it too easy on you guys. You guys got to think a little bit. <laughs> so how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, it's about about three and a half years. Somewhere between three and a half and four. Cool. So you're at your peak then? Oh, yeah. It's all downhill from here? I've, I've peaked. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt, like, when I, because I turned 21 a couple months ago, yeah. and my whole life was me, like, waiting to turn 21. I'm yeah. like, I just want to turn 21, I want to get out of the way, and now I'm 21, I just feel like I'm slowly dying. I'm just like, Yeah, it's... we're all, I mean, we're all slowly dying. Yeah. Some of us faster than others. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to be out of college soon. <sighs> Shit's getting real. Yeah, man. What's your, what, oh yeah, so your degree is going to be in screenwriting, or is it a certificate, or what is it? Oh, uh, uh, screenwriting. Is it bachelor's? Yeah, just BA. Cool. Just basic level, you know, I'm not going for like a master's in screenwriting or something, because there's no need to, really, yeah. I think, unless I want to teach. I don't want to teach. No. I want to write. I want to actually make some shit. Teach through your writing. Yes. What have you written? Have you written anything? Uh, yeah. I'm or have like... you started stuff, and then you're like... That's in the works, that's in the works, that's in the works. I need to get some spec scripts going. I just get lazy when I'm like, I know I'm going to have to write stuff for these classes coming up, so I'm like, oh, I'm just so busy now, I'll just wait until this class and then it'll force me to write stuff. But yeah. I did write like a short film for a project um, for a screenwriting class last semester, and I want to try to adapt it into like... Uh, what I was gonna try to do while I'm down here for this break is adapt into like a sh- like a more like a pilot for like a TV show or like a web series. Yeah. Because I feel like it'd fit in that format better. So that'll probably hopefully get the juices flowing, and then going into the semester I'll start writing more stuff and hopefully set some like you gotta kind of be goals. diligent. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta, you can't just put it off, put it off, put it off. You have to be like, all right, you have to kind of treat it like it's a job. Like, all right, I'm gonna at least. This is okay, at least do. an hour today to do this, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, I've got all this weed to smoke, <laughs> got all these jokes to tell, I don't have time to sit down and write. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be like, okay, if this is really what I want to do for a living, I have to treat it like a job. Yes. 
Um, did you hear the story about Jim Lee? How he got better and better and better? Not. He, you know, who Jim Lee is. He's I don't. a comic book artist. Okay. For DC. And um, he would sit down. He would, no. He would get up every day at like eight o'clock, put mm-hmm. on a suit, sit down at his desk and draw, like all day nice. for eight hours. Like probably take a break, lunch break or whatever. But mm-hmm. bathroom breaks. No, no pants. bathroom break. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> yeah. Right there. <laughs> You'd use it as motivation to draw more. Definitely. It's good motivation. Yeah. I gotta finish this so I don't have to sit on my own feces anymore. Exactly. This is my water, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, it's purified, so I don't wow. know if that's okay. Wow. Well, but... I am from LA, so <laughs> I, drink, I only drink purified. So. Um, no, I live off of LA tap water. I probably have some terrible diseases they haven't even discovered yet. Yeah. At least three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, traffic is terrible out there. It's pretty bad, but, but you kind of... The nice thing is there's a lot of ways to get around there, so yeah. you kind of learn like Surface what's streets. not going to be as bad. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also... I try to like avoid... I try to stay off the roads during the busy times if I can. Yeah. Normally I'm okay. Like the hardest part is just getting to the freeway because I'm in the valley, like right across the street from Northridge, and it just gets so clogged up like during the week when people. Is that four hundred five? Uh, I could either take the four hundred five to the one hundred one, or I could take the one eighteen to the one seventy to the one hundred one. Whoa. So, depending on what's going on that day, traffic wise. <laughs> I'll make my decision. A lot of back roads. Oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that go into it. It's a pretty delicate process, but you just get used to it. I mean, it. I I've dealt with road rage my whole life, so yeah. You just it's it's calming. Like it's I just have to learn to just be like, hey, okay, there's nothing I can do about this. There's no point in getting angry. Yeah. And you can use it as time to write, even though ninety five percent of the time I don't. Just like listen to music and zone out, but throw in some Beirut and just be, just be good. Exactly. Yeah, some, some, some Beirut. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good one. Have you heard them? I, I've heard of them. Dude. I can't. I can't tell you what they sound like. They're so good. It's like really chill music. If you ever. What kind of like genre is it? If you can. Do uh, some people can't be labeled. Indie rock. Okay. Soft. I've heard people say they're know. good. Indie rock, there's like trumpets and like French horns. They have so many different instruments going on. Okay. And it's like, if you're ever like really mad, throw in some Beirut and just be like, oh, nothing matters. Nice. Nothing matters. Everything is butter because it's all smooth sailing from here. I'll have to get some of that. <laughs> help my road rage. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So the, so the short film, what's it about? Uh, it's about, I worked at a worked at Legoland for two years, so mm-hmm. it's roughly based on my experiences of being, like, a carny at Legoland. It's more like I... Like, when I tell people that, the first thing people say is, like, oh, so, like, Adventureland? I'm like, it's not like Adventureland. Because <laughs> Adventureland, I was disappointed with it. I thought, like, that kind of subject matter, they should go at it more of an angle of just, like, a straight comedy. And I felt like it turned into too big of, like, a, 
like a relationship drama with mm-hmm. the Twilight chick. I'm like, I don't, I don't care about the Twilight <laughs> chick. I don't want to know about like you care. I was just you look sitting, up all the stuff every day about her. I can't admit that to these TMZ, people. TMZ, but BMZ, HMZ. Okay, <laughs> go on. YMZ. Yep. Um, there's like like 21 other possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can start throwing letters in there. Eight MZ. Yeah. Uh, the possibilities are endless. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, I the film. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I uh It would be a cool setting for a show. Right yeah, there. exactly. And that's that's why I thought that's why I kinda reworked it. I got like um through I did a show at the Laugh Factory and I had um someone from M T V saw me and wanted to have a meeting with me and Ooh. I pitched it to them. I gave them the screenplay, but it was kinda like a spur of the moment thing. Had I enough time had I had enough time I would have reworked it into a pilot episode which is what I'm trying to do now because obviously I'd pitch it to like MTV as a TV show not a movie but yeah. I think it just it'd work better as like a like a mini series like a web series or a TV show and th- like there's a lot you could do with it and I have so much experience from working there I have a lot of different ideas I could put into it yeah. so and I I think that format just goes straight comedy don't try that I'm not interested in Who's getting in the Twilight Chicks pants? Yeah. Kristen Stewart or whatever. I know her name. Yeah. It's, it's more fun to say that. Everyone Twilight knows Chick. their name. Yeah. Everyone knows the celebrities' names, but it's like, don't admit it, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's cool you, not to. If you admit it, you're you're not as cool. It's true. I met um, Kirsten Dunst once. Oh yeah. Yeah, at a Phantom Planet show. Nice. It was their farewell show, right? Oh wow. So. Star-studded. <laughs> there was there was a couple of, like Jenny Lewis was there and a couple other people I think probably but she was outside waiting and she, um and she was like texting <clears throat> and I went up to her and I I went oh hey one of those like you yeah. should know me when I'm pointing at you and doing this face and she went oh hi uh, and I was like oh we haven't met before I'm Doug and then she was like oh and then. She's like, okay, cool, and shook, shook my hand, and then I was like, so you psyched for the show tonight? And she goes, yeah, well, I'm trying to get my brother on the list, but I don't know. They, they're saying that they don't have any space left on the list, and I went, cool, and I just turned and walked in. Oh, smooth. <laughs> smooth. Yeah. Who cares? You know what? And then what happened? <laughs> then nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, then the show happened, and it was awesome, and they broke up. It was like a hiatus, and then they came back um, last year, I think. Did you see her again in there when you were inside and you never saw her? Yeah, I think she was... I think she went up on stage for the last song. Nice. Yeah. She's like, fuck all you guys, there's no room for my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Especially that one guy. That asshole that acted like he knew me. Yeah. Yeah, that was he me. Just blew me off. You're welcome. Jerk. <laughs> She's hot in real life. Oh, yeah. She's hot in the movies. She'll too. never hear this. <laughs> Kristen, if you're listening, call me. We'll put my phone number in and post. Kirsten Dunst. She was in this movie called High Strung from the 90s with uh, Jim Carrey's in it. Um, Steve Odekirk, the guy who did like um, Kung uh, Pao yeah, yeah, yeah. and like all those Thumb Wars movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, 
and Fred Willard and like a bunch of other people and she's like super young in it she's like seven or eight. Oh wow yeah and I, I only know. I only knew because I saw it in the credits I was like Kirsten Dunst what? shut up um, she's been an actor her whole life yeah she's probably retarded <laughs> probably retarded well those people some of them some of those child actors you meet them and you're just like okay you've you've been in a bubble your whole life yeah you don't know what it's like in the real world yes um so man so pilot season when is pilot season do you know it's usually like Mar- uh, like February to April around then and that's when pitching happens uh, that usually happens before then February February through April is when they're actually filming the shit oh okay yeah. so that's when you'll see like usually see like a lot more comics in town around then and uh, just if you're doing like central casting you usually get more like extra work and stuff oh cause there's yeah more pilots just going on mm-hmm. I did this pilot or I was in the pilot for this show called The Whole Truth. It was on ABC, and it got picked up, I think, for maybe 6 or 13 or whatever. Nice. And I totally knew it was going to get canceled while I was on it. Uh-huh. I was like, this show's lame. <laughs> it was just another procedural yeah. drama. Were you, were you doing, like, background on it or something? Yeah, I was playing a homeless dude. Okay. Like, I had, like, my hair was longer then, and I had a full beard, and so I was, like, scraggly and stuff. Yeah. And they put me in, like, these, like, um, this oily, like, trench coat and stuff. And I was being interviewed by a cop in the station. Nice. Yeah. And I watched that episode, and I'm not in it. <laughs> oh, wow. They they angled it. The angle was just so that I wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, good, I guess. <laughs> Whatever fuck, I don't even want to be in a shitty yeah. show anyway. Yeah. Probably gonna get canceled. Yeah, I totally called it. And when it got canceled, I was like, yeah, that was that was easy. ABC? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, ABC can do any anything. Yeah. Except. Make a good show. Police dramas. <laughs> Castle's a good show. Castle's good? Yeah. I've seen Castle. It's really good. Have you seen Firefly? Uh, I have not. Oh, dude. You don't even know. You don't even know. Isn't that, isn't that the Josh Whedon dude or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he do Castle? No, no, no. But Nathan Fillion's in it. Oh. And he's, he's the Firefly. main in Firefly. Yeah. Okay. Firefly, which got canceled after one season, and then all the fans freaked the fuck out, sent a billion letters to Fox, and then Fox was like, okay, okay, we're sorry. How about a movie? <laughs> so they made a movie? And that's where Serenity came from. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that. So, when did you get approached for the, by MTV? Uh, they were, it was a contest. It was this, like, college contest that I kind of lied my way onto. I told them I went to USC to get on it. <laughs> and, uh... It was only USC? It was USC versus UCLA students. And okay. I go to Northridge. I'm like, hey, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I knew they weren't going to look into it, you know, yeah. so I just, like, sent them an email and told them, hey, uh, I go to USC, here's my ID number, and I just made up a random number, <laughs> and they didn't look into it, and it was awesome, I made it to the finals. Like, here's my ID number, 
four, five. Yeah, I think I googled like how many digits are in like a USC number, and they said ten, so I just winged it. <laughs> and one at the finals, one of the judges, there was like a judge from like Comedy Central and MTV and stuff. Cool. And, uh, she wanted to meet with me afterwards, so I got that meeting. It was just like a general meeting. Like I knew realistically nothing was gonna come out of it, and nothing did come out of it. But it was just a cool experience, like get out of the way. And yeah. I accidentally almost auditioned for like a show on MTV called like it's like some girl show. I think it's called like Awkward or something like that. And because I like walked in there in the Viacom building in Santa Monica, and there was like a security guard at the door, and she was like, "Are you here for the auditions?" Because I was holding my screenplay in my hand. I think she thought it was like headshots. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I have a meeting with a casting director. She's like, oh, yeah, you're here for the audition. Come on in. And I go in this room, and they're, like, tw- like a bunch of dudes that are all the same age as me, like an even number of different, like, ethnicities and stuff. And I had to, like, sign in, and they're like, what agency are you with? I'm like, fuck. Like, I didn't know what's going on. I didn't know this was an interview. But nothing like, an agency? Audition. Yeah. So I just didn't put anything, and they called me into the room, and they had the camera lined up, and the producer's there, and... I was like, holy shit, like, I, I don't have sides or anything, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be reading. <laughs> and then one of them recognized me. He's like, hey, you're that comedian from that show The Laugh Factory, right? And he's like, oh yeah, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> That's cool they knew. Yeah, I'm like, oh, can I audition anyway? <laughs> no, I No, you didn't. Did you say that? No, I didn't. I should have. I'm kicking myself. Yeah. I'm like, while I'm here... Yeah. I know I have no headshots. I'm not with an agency. This is awkward, right? Do, yeah, do, 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 do. there we go. That's the name of the show, right? <laughs> Hire me on the spot. You got it. You've right. got that it factor. They just tell everyone else in the lobby they can go home. <laughs> yeah. We found him. Thanks for stopping by. Dude, I, I um, auditioned for Survivor one time. Nice. Me and my roommate Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Did you send in a tape, or did you actually go to the, like, auditions? Um, I went. I went to the auditions, like, the live auditions. Nice. Well, wait. I, I auditioned for this game show called um, Show Me What You Got mm-hmm. first. That was, like, a couple years before. Okay. And I went up to L.A., and I went to this room, and they, they were like, all right, so what would you do with a million dollars if you wanted, or 50000 or whatever it was, I forgot. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really real. I was, like, I'd probably, like, you know, like, buy a buy a restaurant or, like, buy a video store. Like, something with residual income. <laughs> <laughs> Not something that... Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Go, 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 buy a big car and then get a bunch of pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I'm going to buy that me. pussy. Yeah. Manufacture it. Pussy. <laughs> I'm going to buy a pussy factory and it's just making constant pussy for me. I'm going to invest in the flashlight and <laughs> the rest writes itself. No, no, no. This is cloning. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stem cell research. Oh, okay. Right. Right. It's a lot more exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. It feels more real. Okay. Have you ever had sex with a clone before? <laughs> you know what? It's on my bucket list, but I've yet to cross it off. Yeah. I've had sex with a clone sheep. Does that count? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> she was a real dolly, if you know what I mean. That's, That's a terrible her. joke. That was the sheep's name, right? Dolly? Yes. Yeah. No, that was okay. Thank you. <laughs> the folks at home liked it, I bet. Yeah. No no red lights here. Nice. Only yellows and greens. <laughs> Just 
details. You can slow down, but don't stop. <laughs> yeah, slow down. Don't don't stop. All right. Um, so what's the ultimate career goal for you? I would like ideally, and this is best case scenario, because I would be happy with just as long as I'm making a living doing comedy, I've made it in my opinion. Like mm -hmm. that's all I need. But ultimate career goal, yeah. I would like to have my own show, not like a show, like a like a scripted show, like a comedy on like like FX ideally, or maybe Comedy Central. Not or, scripted. Uh, no, it is scripted. Oh, okay, okay. Not like not like when like Jeff Ross or Anthony Jeselnik gets a show. Like now, there's right, anything right. wrong. I would want like a scripted one, like like Adam Devine getting workaholics, you know, like something like that. Yeah. And um, something that I'd have creative control over, like be one of the creators, if not the creator or something, and yeah. like write, direct, and like be one of the stars in it. And then because of that, be able to headline clubs. Um, because I'll have that credit, and hopefully people will want to come to see me from doing that. Yeah. So I have my clubs across the country, and I'd like to have, have little... show, and so there's the residual income. Yeah, and then maybe, like, Would big be... roles in movies. Not, like, the lead in a movie, because I, I don't like the idea of being recognized everywhere, but... Ryan Reynolds I'd like style? To be, yeah. I'd like to have, like, little, like, like bit roles, like, smaller roles in movies. Like, kind of like how T.J. Miller does it. I don't know if you know. He's in, like... Yeah at least 10, 15 movies. He just has, like, tiny roles in them. Yeah, dude. His role was, his role was a little bigger in um, She's Out of Your League. Yeah. Or She's so Out of My League? I forget. That no, movie. She's Out of Your League. That something. movie was funny, dude. Yogi Bear 3D. Yeah, Yogi Bear. <laughs> Denver. Denver, yeah. So you listen to the Pete Holmes show? Mm. Or uh, you made it weird? <laughs> it's a really good... It's a really good show. It is. I like it. Yeah. I think he's a better interviewer than he is a stand-up. Mm. Dude, his... Have you seen his show, too? Yeah. I've really haven't been listening to... Watching the interview versions, though. Dude, it's really cool, like, all the all the bits and stuff. How much stuff from the podcast makes it into the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's funny. Like the Wash My Damn Tells. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I wash my damn towels! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pete, for ripping you off. Not that you'll ever hear this. Uh, him and Kirsten Dunst are probably listening together. Oh, actually. man. They're listening at the same time. They're yes. so pissed. There's just steam coming out of their ears. They're like, oh, episode five dropped. Awesome. <laughs> I can't you wait. Just wait an extra couple days for this one. I can't Piss. wait to hear this one. I've been <laughs> Hey, Yamatat, man. Yeah. I think right. I'm going to call my listeners. I've called them already. Yamatators. It's like a potato, you know? The mm -hmm. imitator. I like it. Yeah. It'll make me hungry. Scalloped. French fried. Of course. Um, Any way you like it. Mashed. Dish it up for you. <laughs> Dish up those potatoes, too. Cheesy. Oh, extra cheesy. A lot of cheesy imitators out there. There you go. Before, before I've even released episode one, I've called my listeners something. That's hubris. Yes. And that will be my downfall. That's bold. It's <laughs> a bold move, if I must say so. Dude, so, uh, have you ever seen that show Being Human? I have not, no. Oh, man. It's really good. Like, they do a really good job with... Because you're like, sci-fi, I don't know. Like, production value is usually kind of low. Yeah. And That's on the like, sci-fi channel. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, you're like, the CG is probably going to be bad. And, like, mm -hmm. the acting and the writing, like, meh. 
but it's really good. I was surprised. And they did the transformation for the werewolf. Oh, yeah? And it's like an actual, like, half-man, half-wolf kind of werewolf. Instead of where it's just, like, a dude turns into a wolf. Okay. That always pisses me off. Yeah. The dude turning into the wolf. Because you're just like, well, you're, just, you're, a, you're a shapeshifter then. Yeah. <laughs> really different. You're Sam Merlot from True Blood. You, you could do that. Yeah. It takes me out of it every time. I'm like, this isn't really, this isn't <laughs> no, it doesn't. anymore. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing along. No, I know. Um, <laughs> but the, um, I tried to do, I tried to do a rant about that on stage um, a few weeks ago, like a month ago, and it didn't really, didn't really work. Where did you try it? Here. Oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, then it definitely makes a difference. In your <laughs> I might try it somewhere else, perhaps. <laughs> you never know. No, and then I went into like the Dark Knight and how why didn't you just kick those stupid dogs in the face up on the um, scaffolding, whatever the when he went and met the Joker. Oh yeah. yeah. And Joker was like, watch any minute now, they're all gonna explode or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Why didn't a really good move, dude? I think it would have been awesome in that movie if. Joker would have just blown up one of the ships anyway. How awesome would that have been? That would have been so, way more impactful than yeah, just... Seriously. And then Batman would have had a reason to, like, almost kill him, and then he's, like, hanging, and then he brings him to Arkham or whatever. That's true. And then he ODs on prescription drugs. <laughs> yeah, in Arkham. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I would have liked to see it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that would have been cool. Show you don't fuck with the Joker. Yeah. I'll blow one of these up anyway. Yeah. The, cr- the only crazy thing he did was not burning a pile of money. He also killed a bunch of people. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Bane did it. Sure. Bane had some real balls. Yeah, Bane Even was... though it didn't sound like it. Was <laughs> Perhaps he was wondering. Have <laughs> <laughs> anyone seen my testicles? <laughs> will, will the, will the then you have my up? permission. Are these good mics? Yeah. I feel like they're missing everything. No, that's pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah, I actually good turned stuff. I actually turned the volume of the input down to 0.3 okay. from 1 uh, because, uh, yeah, it picks up a lot. I'm pretending I know what that means. Uh, you know, that's good. from no, 1 I just to 0.3. mumble a lot, so I always worry that <laughs> you're just going to listen to it. <laughs> no, we're getting it. Cool. Um, what did Tyler Reese talk about on here? Uh, dude, we talked about, like, his, his apprenticeship with, um... Tattooing. Tattooing, yeah. <laughs> and, um... Did he show you his tattoos? Yeah. I have a, a theory Tyler Reese is doing these tattoos to make it, like, socially acceptable to just take his pants off in public. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't show me those. Oh, those. Okay. <laughs> he's got his legs all tatted up. Okay. They're pretty good. Like, he's good on it. Yeah. I was like, dude, what's your ultimate goal? And he was like, you know, just do comedy and tattoo. I was like, ultimate goals. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Though. Was it more specific than that, or that's just where you want to be? I think he said, um, like, get a show or something. Like uh-huh. tour, tour is what tour. a big one that he said. Yeah, he's more of like a stand-up. Yeah. Um, so when you said how the reason why I brought up that being human show, yeah, is because I wrote a. It's spec for season four, episode one. Because I finished watching season three, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, 
oh man, and I got on, got on my computer and I was like, this is what I would do with this character, this character, this character, this storyline, blah, 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 and I finished it and I was like, oh man, I can't wait to never see this, mm -hmm. I can't wait to never see this, <laughs> and then it happened exactly that way, dude, that would be so crazy, <laughs> I can actually, I Just actually so imagine that some of it might, maybe, mm -hmm. not the whole time traveling aspect that I threw in there, yeah, but, uh, and I, like, created two different storylines and stuff, and oh, so they're going... Nice. Yeah. Put your own little pizzazz. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I was pretty happy with it. But, um, yeah, so I wrote that, and I've written a couple other um, pilots, mm -hmm. just original pilots, and um, registered them. Me and my buddies wrote this, that pilot for a zombie horror comedy show. It's not like slapstick comedy, but it's like real situations where it's like, holy shit, like that would be pretty funny. Yeah. Or that has the opportunity to be funny. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like Walking Dead, I kind of feel like they take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, the makeup is amazing. Yeah. I don't like the direction it's gone in this season quite as much. I mean, it is it's still pretty good. I don't know, like, I'm not good at articulating this, but I liked the guy, the showrunner that was on before, that took over when I fired Frank Darabont. Like, his uh, name's Glenn Mazzara. Glenn Mazzara. Yeah. He, um, my screenwriting professor from last year was friends with him, so he came yeah. to that movie theater classroom, and he, like, screened an episode and talked to us about it and stuff. And he, I really like what he was doing, because I, like, I've seen so many things. Did he things. quit, or did he? He, he left, yeah, because okay. they were having creative differences. Okay. Um... They, uh, I, I really, the thing I like about The Walking Dead is it's more of like, like I like seeing like how the, how the people react in the situation. I liked season three because it wasn't so heavy in the actual like zombies and like the blood and gore and stuff. Like I heard like George Romero said like he was offered to like direct an episode and he turned it down because he's like, it's a zombie soap opera. I'm like, yeah, but we've never seen a zombie soap opera before. <laughs> that's like something that's unique and new. And I really like the first couple seasons where it's really all about the characters and you see the slow, like, progression of what happens to people, like, when they're thrown into this, like, world. Mm -hmm. More so than just, like, whoa, that was really cool the way they killed that zombie. Like, that's not <laughs> what I'm watching it for. But I mean, That's part still, of it. That's part of it. Let's be honest. That's part of it. <laughs> what new ways can they come up with to kill a zombie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay. I want a minute. Um, I'm fine. I'm glad they finally got spoilers. 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 I'm fine. I'm glad they finally got out of the prison. Yeah. I was like, leave there. Yeah. Like I wanted them to leave up. at the end of season. Was it two? Season two when they? No, no, no. End of season one, they got there, right? Or they they were like just arriving. End of season two, they just arrived there, I think. Really? Or no, 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 no. Maybe end of halfway through season two. Because they were at that house for a while. Oh, the farmhouse. Yeah. That's right. That was season two. I was not... I was like, leave this farmhouse. This farm... Really? Farm full of zombies? Really? And then the little girl was in there? I was like, good! Good! Now you can enter your stupid search for her and get out of there. That's why he got fired. Frank Darabont, the guy who created it. Why? Because that was his first time doing TV. Like, he'd always done... Like, he adapted... 
Stephen King's like Shawshank Redemption into the film version, The Green Mile, like The Mist, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he also adapted this show from the comic book series, and it was his first time doing TV, so he was just, he was used to being able to tell a story a lot slower, and he kind of forgot that people are only getting like 41 minutes of this a week, yeah. so if there's very little happening. Like, exposition, like yeah. actually things happening, like people, fans are going to get pissed off. Yeah. So they fired him and brought in Glenn, who was his number two, who's produced like 200 episodes of TV, like he used to do like The Shield and stuff like that. Okay, and yeah. uh, he kind of sped it up and made it more like TV friendly. And I really like season three. After season two? Yeah, he, he, had he, the sec he had the second half of season two and all of season three. Okay. So season three was the, uh, the one actual season where it was just all him. And I'm, glad, I'm glad that he... Was he, did he decide that the little girl was in the... Uh, no, I think that was still Frank, because that was still okay. the first part of season two. Ugh. But, I mean, the, the, the showrunner doesn't literally decide everything, no, but yeah. he does have, you know, the biggest role in the show. He does have a lot of say, and, like, yeah. there's probably people who are like, I don't know, what about this? Or, like, blah, 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 like, just trying to yeah. sway it and everything. Yeah, everyone has some say. Mm -hmm. He's not, like, the almighty dude. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to, um, like the the pilots that I wrote. I wanna, I wanna write them, be on them, and maybe like show run them, mm -hmm. which sounds like a lot. It probably is too much. Yeah. Um, Winnie Cummings did it. <laughs> she show ran her show. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was the showrunner of two shows at the same time. Cause she that was, one and Two Broke Girls, Yeah, because right? she co-created Two Broke Girls, so she was the showrunner in there, too. That's crazy. While doing that Whitney show. That show's still going, right? Two Broke Girls? Yes. Whitney got canceled. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, It's Always Sunny Philadelphia. Did they show run that at first? Or did someone else? Probably someone yeah. from FX... Not they they were I think they were given kind of full creative control. Yeah. That's the great thing with FX, you can take less money and have like complete creative control. Which yeah. is like what Louie did and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to write a spec script for that show. Or any of those shows. Like I'd love to write maybe like a Wilfred spec script. I think that show's really well written. That show's awesome. Dude, uh it's always sunny and I heard that they're never gonna stop. Yeah, that's what people cause like they they were like this is this is a lot of fun. We're yeah, never gonna want to do anything yeah. else. <laughs> I heard Charlie Day like interview and he's saying that, and they were talking. Someone brought up like uh, people like like Ricky Gervais, like The Office, and Britain just doing two seasons, yeah. or like Fly the Conqueror <clears throat> just doing two or three seasons, and being like, okay, we're done. And yeah. He's like, yeah, but don't you think they might be thinking right now, like, gosh, I wish I kind of kept doing that, you know? Because he's like, yeah. it's a job, you know. Yeah. He's like, as long as we're not gonna be too busy. To like to do it and we can still put enough time into it they can uh keep going like i they had to film they had to start this past season they had to film earlier this year because like charlie had two different movies to promote this summer he's in and, pacific rim right yeah he's in that he was in he did a voice in the monsters inc movie too oh and cool. d was in the heat so they had stuff they had to promote so they were filming earlier so they actually filmed on our campus, and I, like, got into one of the rooms they were filming and got to see him really? film an episode. Did you watch, like, this season? I've only seen um, episode one and two so far. So the Gun Fever part two and then um, Sweet D. Does stand up. Yeah. That's a great one. They filmed that at Flappers in Burbank. Oh, cool. 
And that's why I was pissed because I was on a show there that night. Yeah. And I got a notification like two days before, like, oh, we have to cancel all shows tonight. It's always oh. something for me. And I was pissed because if I was with Central Casting, which I still am not at the moment, I could have been I... like an extra in the episode. Yeah. You have but... to renew every two years, right? I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure. And did I heard? I think I heard it doesn't cost money anymore. Or they? I think initially it cost money. It may not cost money to renew. I'm not sure though. I really. Didn't. Yeah. I didn't renew when I was up for renewal, and so I just I think I'm just not on there anymore. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun when I did. I did some extra work. I was on Mad Men and. Nice. Um, John Hanna almost came this, came six inches away from hitting me with this Lamborghini last week. Really? In Hollywood, yeah. You walking or you uh, uh, in your car? Uh, walking. I was walking across the street to a mic. <laughs> and my friend and I, we probably started walking like a little before it turned red. It was still kind of yellow. But it was, you know, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. And this Lamborghini just comes screeching to a halt, literally comes like this close to hitting me. And it's just like this custom made, really nice car. And I could only see the person in the passenger seat. It was just this like gorgeous chick. And yeah, of course. I said to my friend, I'm like, what, what do you want to bet this is like some like celebrity or something? <laughs> we walk past and he looks over. He's like, oh my God, that's John Hamm. That's John Hamm. And I look <laughs> over and he's just like, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, should have let him hit me. Get that settlement money. Yeah, of course. Dude, I met him when we did when I did Mad Men. Nice. But like, He's like probably a, like a really nice guy. Yeah, he was really nice. Yeah. But like an idiot, I did, had had nothing really to say. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, dude, um, I was like, those episodes of Thirty Rocky Run were really funny. And he was like, oh, thanks, thanks. And then, it was it was me and him and like the other guy that's on Mad Men, the older John mm-hmm. actor, and um. And then I was just like. So how long you get? How long you've been acting? What am I doing? Uh, Stupid yeah. little extra. Him. <laughs> how quickly did he like move away from me? No, no, no. He was just he uh, he was like oh for a while and um, and then the other John jumped in. And he was like yeah, me and him used to whatever and they were nice, but it was just like what am I doing? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Hey. So how long you how long you been acting? So uh, acting, right? This is great. Yeah, that's why I don't even I don't even try to like talk to people anymore. <laughs> it's, it's just at all. Yeah, it's just I mean there's there's no, I mean if they're like a very low level person, there's not like like I've like like I think Chris Rock was the last person where I'm like all right I th- there was no reason for me to go up to him and say like hey that was a good set dude like. He's just like he like he made eye contact. He's like, thanks, man. <laughs> just walked away. Oh, you did like, say right, that. I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> but like, I just, I mean, if you if I had something legitimate I wanted to say, like one specific part of their career, where like, dude, I really liked this, and I thought they don't hear it a lot, I'd maybe say that. But <laughs> I remember I was hanging out at a club one time, and Don Marrero was headlining, and we were just standing in the back of the other room watching the show, and he came in and he was standing next to me, and I was like. And I was like, I I wanted to say, I wanted to compliment him, but I didn't really have anything to say. And I was like, hey, that was, that was good stuff, man. The, the last show, he's like, what? I was like, no, that was, that was good stuff. He's like, okay. Like, he just was like, he just kind of gave me this. I was like, dude, you don't have to tell me that. Dom fucking rare. He's like, I know it was good. Yeah. <laughs> man, it's been good for like good, 40 years. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was literally all I said. I'm like, oh, that was good stuff in there, man. It was good. I liked it. Nice job. You got a future. You really got a future in this business. Oh, man. I wanted to tell Kirsten Dance. I wanted to be like, dude, you did really good in High Strong. Uh, I liked you in Spider-Man 2. She's like, no, you didn't. I actually was okay with Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 3 was when they lost me. I haven't even seen it. I'm weird. I don't like superhero movies. What? Yeah. Not even Iron Man? Iron Man's cool. Okay. I, I haven't seen the <laughs> third one, though. Then we I have no really problem like here. the second one. The first one was good. I like Batman. I've never seen the first Batman, but I like The Dark Knight, and I like The Dark Knight Rises. you never seen Batman Begins? No. Oh, it was good, man. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I just, I, I just don't. Like, when everyone's like, oh, you gotta see The Avengers, I'm like, no. It's, just, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. I know. I know. It's one of those movies where you see it and you go, wow, that was good. Like, it's, you can go in with, like, no expectation. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I mean, I saw Anchorman 2 on my birthday. Mm. And I avoided all previews. Because I was like, I want to go in fresh, like, no, yeah. not seeing anything. And I just was like, it's going to be a sequel to Anchorman. So funny, dude. Yeah. It was so good. Um... Yeah, everyone should see that movie. Anchorman 2. And, uh, you know, Will Ferrell, if you want to sponsor the podcast, I'd be happy to... There you go, we'll take your sponsorship. Yeah. Free sponsorship. Old School's one of the best movies ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, lots of others that you've yes. done. Land of the Lost. Elf. It's an underrated movie. Land of the Lost, I liked it. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny as fuck. Um... He, every time he makes a rated R movie, he never does that well. He, he needs it to be PG-13. Like Winter Passing? Is that a movie? Did you see that movie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was him and Zoe Deschanel and Ed Harris. Was that recently? No. Like this was like film? maybe five years ago. Okay, that does sound familiar. Eight years ago? Let me see. I actually have it right here. Him and I got it at the bargain Zoe bin and... Uh, reunited after Elf. What? reunited after Alf. Oh, I thought you said after Alf. And I was like, was yeah, she in that somehow? Little kids, they're both on Alf. <laughs> 2006 is when it came out. Nice. Yeah. And who's that girl? For those, of you, for those of you listening, we're looking at the, <laughs> the DVD. Looking at the DVD case for Winter Passing. Amelia Passing. Warner. Amelia Warner, yeah. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, I've, oh yeah, I've seen those. But I was like Zoe Deschanel. I was like, oh yeah, that's that girl from uh, the New Guy. Have you seen that movie? Right. Oh, I thought you meant the show New Girl. Uh, no, no, there's no. a movie <laughs> called The New Guy. Yeah, it's with Got DJ one. Qualls. He's like uh, super super skinny dude from Road Trip. Okay. The one who's like, yeah, and if. And it's not gay if your dog licks your peanut butter off your balls because it's your dog. Remember that guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's been a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, Let's check this out. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not going to let you borrow it, it though. It is rated R. Yeah. What else has he done that was rated R? Uh, the other guys was rated R. That probably uh, hurt yeah. it. I think the campaign was rated R. That probably hurt it. Uh, Those were good. 
I think Casa de Mi Padre was yep. rated R. Yep, that was such a good I movie. I really want to watch it. I just Every time I'm about to watch it, I'm like, eh. But I, it's I really need to good. actually watch it. It's really good. Because I do like, respect him for doing that. It's like... It's super bad, like, on purpose. Yeah. It's so good. He was in, uh... Jane Soundflop Strike Back. I was? <laughs> yeah, he was, like, the cop who was chasing him and stuff. Um... Yeah, man. Austin Powers. That's PG-13, though. Yeah. The guy that won't die. Yeah. I'm very badly burned. Oh, no. Both my legs are broken. <laughs> I'm still alive. I was trying to get up. Ah! Okay. Where do you work? Do you have a day job, or do you just do student loans? Like, just live off of that? Uh, I do have a day job. I work at the bookstore on campus. Okay. So I get, I'll get more hours at like the beginning and the end of the semester because we're busier. And during the middle of the year, I'll get like eight hours a week or something terrible. But I just don't spend a lot of money. So when I get those like 40 hours a week, I just like save it up like a squirrel. And then I store that money so I can live through the rough winter <laughs> that is eight hours a week sometimes. That's, dude, that's smart. Yeah. And I like it because it... Uh, I like having jobs where I don't have to, like, close and, like, work nights. Like, it's flexible. I could work mornings or middle of the day. Yeah. I, I don't want to have a job where I have to work nights and, like, sacrifice. I'd like to be, like, a busboy or something. That'd be nice. But realistically, I'm going to have to, at least in the beginning, work nights. Work maybe night. sometimes five, six, seven nights a week. So, fuck yeah. that. I need my nights open for what I'm trying to do. And so, I like it. I always try to have something. Like, when I was in high school, I worked at Legoland for two years. Because... Yeah. There's a theme park for little kids, so we're always closed at night. You get oh. off, hop on the five, go down, do stand-up. Smart. Yep. Where's your first time? I did stand-up? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the store in La Jolla. Nice. That was back when, I think they still... Do they have an age? Uh, yeah, I had to, I mean, up until two months ago, I would have to like uh just you know wait outside when the person before me like got the light they come out and be like i already got the light so like the first time i did stand up i had only been in a comedy club for like 30 seconds to a minute oh they're like all right here he is everybody so it was just such like a blur because everyone normally says oh it's such a blur but like literally they pushed me in <laughs> did three minutes they pushed me back outside i'm like what just happened because it's 21 and up right yeah yeah that's the nice thing about L.A. is just, everything's, like, 18 up or they just don't give a fuck, you yeah. know? It's not as strict. Like, down here... And they'll card you. Like, if you try and get a drink, they'll card you. Yeah. But I would never try to buy a drink in there, you know? Like, I knew yeah. the stakes. Like, I'm not trying to close the club. It would be <laughs> bad for my career. Yeah. So, I mean, I just got used to it. It'd be a good prank. Because it would be if, I, <laughs> if it ends up being a prank again. <laughs> No, you guys are actually gotcha. going to lose your liquor license now. <laughs> they frown upon that comedy club. Gotcha, it was just Coke. There was no Jack in there. But because it was, like, me and Matt Black, like, because we started around the same time, and then Tyler started, like, shortly after that, um, it was just normal for us, you know? Like, we never thought... I mean, obviously, we knew it was an inconvenience, but it was just part of the norm. We're like, hey, at least we're getting to do it. Like, some people... Like, ACC would sometimes, before I was 21, like, not even let me into the open mic. I'd have to kind of sneak in. I'm yeah. like, can't I just go in and do a set that I'm in? <laughs> so, that sucked. But now I don't have to worry about that. So, it's nice. Nice. Welcome to the world. Yes. 
to the adult world. That's very nice. It's dirty. Hang out in the comedy store. Yeah. For more than three minutes. Ooh. But yeah, that was my first time. They used to do it like how they do it now. Again, they brought it back to Sundays where there's an open mic at 7, best of show at 8, you call in, blah, blah, blah. But back then, like, because when I started, like, like Madhouse and, like, ACC weren't open, so it was... Madhouse was... When did you start? I started in March of 2010. So was Madhouse down in Sereno Valley then? Matt, started. That, that Sereno Valley one closed, like, right when Matt and I started. Okay, because I, I performed there. Once. Okay. And um, that was a fun one, dude. It was a yeah. really fun room. Like, it was all flat, so you could just see everyone. Nice. And um, there wasn't a lot of, like, disturbance from the wait staff and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I did Madhouse down in San Diego. Yeah. And the open mic was kind of crappy because it was just, like... The, all the lights were on, and, like, everyone was taking orders and stuff from the waiters, and I was just like, can anyone hear me? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, that's a, t- that's a really tough room for an open mic, just yeah. the way it's designed, because it was a restaurant, not a club before. I yeah. mean, if you're doing a show and you can get that first circle filled up, it's a good room, but yeah. if you're in an open mic and they don't really sit from the front back there, the open mic, so, like, there could be people, ran- random splotches of people yeah. throughout. And yeah, yeah. They laughed, they just, no one wants to be the first one to laugh, and everyone's just like, oh, I'll just order. Yeah, they're food. like, I'm nervous, I don't know. Yeah. Should I laugh? I think it's funny. Should Let I laugh at something the menu, that's funny? So I can avoid eye contact. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they, so I mean, I think the first time I did stand-up, there were maybe like 80 people in the audience, because I didn't what? make the list, that was the whole list, so I went up like 745, that might be exaggeration, there were at least like 60 people though. Because those Sunday shows used to like, okay, like, 14 people. Yeah. All right, there was five so, people. All right, all right, it was just my opinion. <laughs> all right, it was myself it was in a fun. room. Okay. Yeah, it was actually in my closet. <laughs> Dude, my first time was at Winston's. Have you done Winston's? Oh, yeah. Love Winston's. I'll be that's, there tomorrow. That's a rough room. It it's is. It's mostly, mostly comics. Yeah. It'll make you a stronger comic, though. Yeah. Everything's easy after Winston's. Yeah, it was it was a rough place to start for sure because I was just like, what? Uh-huh. Most of the people aren't here for comedy; they're here for the band after. Yeah. Or just to drink. <laughs> yeah, that's always tough. Uh, the the thing that I would change about it is put some tables closer to the stage, because it's a weird like twelve foot gap. Yeah. Between the stage and the first set of tables, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, should I get out here and tap dance or something? Yeah. You never know. Should I go into the audience just to get closer to them? Yeah. But I think I it, I think it's good that the SD scene has rooms like that. Yeah. Because there's just low stakes. There's no pressure. You know, you could go up there and do brand new shit. Like mm-hmm. when I was in San Diego, I'd usually tell jokes for the first time at Winston's. Yeah. Or other bars, but we couldn't always get in other bars. Royal there was, Dive. Uh, Royal Dive I've done before, and that that like I've done shows there, and the bartender is just like. Like served me like he's like hey do you want a beer do you want another one and stuff and I was like twenty <laughs> I'm like sure <laughs> um like I wouldn't go behind his back and buy something but if he's offering me free beer I'm yeah. like hey, that sounds awesome <laughs> I sneeze I apologize <laughs> we'll edit that out and post <laughs> uh, there's this bar called um bar eleven did you ever do that no where's that I think it's on, like, El Camino, I believe. I don't know. It, like, 
They used to, they didn't ID, though, so we loved it. Like, we would always go there when we could. It was on Wednesdays, usually. Nick Crosby hosted it for a while. That was yeah. a fun one. So, Oceanside, that was a... It was Oceanside or Carlsbad? Oh, oh the uh, Bar 11? Yeah. And that was, like, San Diego. That was kind of by SDSU. Oh. Like, I think it's El Cajon Boulevard. Oh, you said El Camino. I said El Camino? Mm-hmm. I meant El Cajon. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, we'll edit that on the post. Post. <laughs> It's, I feel bad for your editor for this podcast. He is gonna be busy. He is. Oh man, he's got a work, a lot of work ahead of him. Busy, busy, busy. He's gonna have to pull an all nighter. Yep. Got to call the wife and be like, "Honey, go to bed without me tonight." <laughs> David kept fucking sneezing. Kept sneezing. Kept messing up what he was saying, confusing the whole crowd, all the listenership, all the imitators out there. I think he was drunk. I was like, I had multiple family members, like, I went over to my aunt and uncle's place, and we had a bunch of family over last night, and just, like, when I'm sober, just the way I talk, people are just like, you're drunk, aren't you? And so I'm like, no, it's just me. I mean, I am drunk, but I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> this is how I normally talk, okay? There's no difference. You don't know me. You don't know me. Exactly. Uh, dude, so I had, um, Sunday was my birthday. I turned thirty. Thank you. I turned thirty. Big three, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. I feel no different. Only now I'm in my thirties. That's weird. That's a little weird. It's fun to say. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just know that like uh, moving up to LA is gonna be the right choice. Yeah. Cause it's like, dude, get do, do something, do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did something. A little something with the open mic. I'm pointing, by the way. This is great for a podcast. I'm pointing yeah. back. You guys know where he's pointing. Yeah. To the patio, which is the stage. And the carport area, which is the... Yes. Where all the chairs go. We'll put some visual aids in. <laughs> so you know, so you get the full effect. Visual aids for when you're just listening. Yeah, there we go. Is the technology out for that yet? Uh, is that some, like, Google Glass Google shit? Google Glass or, or Samsung uh, Glass. That's crazy, man. Yep, yep. It's the future. All right, well, you got anything to plug? You got a Twitter? You got um, a... I do have a Twitter. What is you it? You guys can follow me on there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get my name, unfortunately, because there's an assemblyman in Edmonton, Canada, named David Dorward. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> but it is funny. There's like a he put a YouTube video up of like all these like it was like for his campaign. So there's a bunch of like old white people in Canada going, "I like David Dorward because there, there, there." Like it's so weird. But I'm uh, I'm at David D Comedy because of that. Because every version of my name was taken <laughs> at david d comedy it's a little cheesy but it's a little fun too there you yeah, go yeah and then it, i mean it still says my name you know so it's just, yeah. just at david it's just d david comedy. d that's right it's like john g david d there you go you are a memento it's like jeff with a g did you ever meet him who jeff with a g he's a comedian in the sd scene for a while <laughs> he called himself jeff with a g yeah well, you spelled it like G E O F F. Yeah. Jeff, if you're listening, I miss you. <laughs> I don't think he does it anymore. He used to have a megaphone that he'd carry around with. What? It's some some fun jokes. And he would tell jokes, yeah. not specifically. He would never to use me. the megaphone. He would just oh, really? carry it around with him. I think towards the end he started using the megaphone. 
But I think like, he stopped doing it when I moved to LA, so I never got a chance to say bye. It's hmm. tragic. You should have said bye. Shoulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But yes, at David D Comedy, you can find me there or on Facebook. If you want to know about shows coming up, uh, at my name on Facebook. <laughs> find me, Doug, and I are mutual friends. Yeah. So. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably friends with Doug. So, <laughs> at least now, but we're gonna start blowing up. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. And if you if you're listening to this and you're not friends with me and you heard about this from a mutual friend, cool. Start getting excited because it's it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, at Dougathan. D o u g a t h a n. That's uh, it's like Doug and Nathan. Their names got smashed together. Who's Nathan? I don't know. But it's Doug Ethan, Doug 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 Interesting. Yeah, it was a nickname that my buddy gave me on my birthday, like a long time ago. We were all out and we were, we were all bowling and stuff, and I don't even know what was said. But then he just goes, <laughs> "Oh, Dougathan," and I was like, "That's great. I'm keeping yeah, that." It's a keeper. Yeah. So I didn't make it up myself. Ah, uh, well, I lost respect for you. Don't make up your own nicknames. <laughs> nah, don't. that's weak. Yeah. We're talking to you, the situation. <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, he probably and, did. Uh, yeah, probably Wolf Allen Crimson. Don't send him out to run an errand for him. Probably. They're yep. probably all listening together. But and Zoe Deschanel. Yes. You ran out of body butter, so I had to leave. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd have on him, right? Body butter. Body butter, yeah. Alright, let's see how long we've been going. Did it stop, or is this part of it still? No, it's still going. Oh, we're still here. <laughs> yeah. We gotta do the big song to close it out. Big uh, song and dance. Our big finish. An hour and five minutes. Ah, oh, impressive. That's pretty good. Nice. Alright. That's cool. It'll um, be like ten minutes longer at the top, because you gotta plug like stamps.com and stuff. Right? <laughs> Audible, everybody. I did, um, I think it was episode two with Scott Blacks. Okay. And um, he listens to Pete Holmes' show, too. And, that, and he was like, all right, so should I say keep it crispy? Because <laughs> <laughs> near the... Yeah, no. I'm a, I've listened. I've well, listened. no, at, at some point, at a certain point, well, you could listen to it later. You probably won't. Don't worry about it. Keep it crispy. <laughs> no, don't. That's not, that's not mine. This isn't his. No. I'll take it back. Let's rewind that. <laughs> I'm not All right, t- are we good? Are we good? <laughs> no, don't do that one either. That's Mark's. Damn it. Well, what's yours? You got to make your own here. What did Tyler East do at the end of his? Uh, he was just like, all right, man. Well, cool. All right. Yeah, that sounds like And then funny. Scott Blacks did, uh, all right, well, um, stay black. <laughs> stay Scott Black. <laughs> Who's number three? Um, you know what? I have it written down. Nice. Somewhere. Yeah, it's still recording, even though we said it's over. I know. Good for you guys if you're still listening at this point. Yeah. Well, they're eagerly awaiting our, our big send-off. You know? <laughs> they're like, hasn't wow. it ended yet? Why hasn't it ended yet? Mm. Uh, we're just, we're just going to start it. We're just killing time. Usually when we turn it up around the 105 mark. Yep. Shit's about to get real. Hour and five minutes, you don't even know. You don't even know.
right. That's a um, a Dane Cook punchline I, I love a lot. Do you, remember, do you remember that one? It was the, um, when you're in an argument with your girlfriend or whatever, and he's like, it gets to a certain point where, <laughs> where you just start saying, you don't even know! <laughs> you don't even know! Relatable. Yeah. Cool. Um, this is a good end to the show. We yeah. Got some other podcast catchphrases. Some other <laughs> comedians' jokes. Trying to come up with my own catchphrase. I'm going to just close by reading the screenplay to Pineapple Express here. Yeah, do it. Here's the guest list. I always carry it on me. Okay. The guest list exclusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler, Scott, my buddy Jared, um, was episode three. How did he end it? Um, he had to go back to work. It was during his lunch break. Okay. There was no real ender. And then Evan Cassidy after him. He's like, that's my break. <laughs> Is that what he said before he left? <laughs> no. Uh, he should have. Missed the opportunity. He should have, yeah. That would have been good. Is mine going to say comedy or friends in parentheses? Can it be both? I hope so. <laughs> For the people at home, it either said comedy or friend in parentheses. <laughs> Damn it. You saw behind the curtain. Yeah, I know. That's a little, that's a little glimpse. Well, these are. this is the reward for the people that have stuck around for this part. Yeah. Because I feel like 60% turned off at the 105 mark. They're yeah. Like, All right, like, they is said this, over this yet? is the end. Why is this not over Maybe yet? Maybe they just forgot to edit this out. I've already deleted this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yep. Uh, no, yeah. wait. Here. How about how about this? Um, catch you later, you imitators. All right. You want me to say that? You don't have to say it. No, no, no. <laughs> I just want to make it you made it work. I'll be like Jezlemack and be like, no. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, but, uh, hey, this is David Dover. You've been listening to Yamatad, and I'm just reminding you to... S- oh, shit, that doesn't make sense. See you later, Yamataders. <laughs> I realize halfway through I'm setting myself up for something that grammatically isn't going to... Yeah, well, I mean... It's okay. But I said it, it, though. We could, you could do whatever you want with that sound bite now. Yeah, we'll edit that out in post. Is that what I was supposed to say? See you later, you annotators. <laughs> you didn't have to say anything. Oh, I like it. See you later, you annotators. Yeah. After a while, crocodiles. <laughs> okay. I feel like a lot of people are going to think that after they hear that. They're, yeah, and then they'll be like, damn it, now I can't get that phrase out of my head. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, folks. That was for you. Okay. Uh, Bye. Bye Bye-bye.